Hi, I'm Daniel, and before the episode starts, I want to briefly talk to you about the Garden Outreach Project, a WCF program focused on putting faith into action. Our mission is to inspire and support Christadelphians in North America to share Christ's love through outreach initiatives. This is done by facilitating national and local outreach activities, supplying resources, and providing funds to help brothers and sisters serve those in need. For example, in 2020, over 40 ecclesial groups participated in our Bags of Love initiative, which saw over 800 sleeping bags distributed to shelters and those without a home. If you, your ecclesia, or CYC want to learn more and get involved with our latest initiative, please visit our website at www.thegardenoutreach.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Garden Outreach for the latest news and encouragement. And now, here's the show. So for today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to Melinda Flatley. Hi there, Melinda. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to spend some time talking about outreach. But first, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your ecclesia? I grew up in Massachusetts and New England and went attended the Springfield, Massachusetts Ecclesia as a young person. And next week, I'm going to be celebrating my 59th anniversary of my baptism. So I've been around a long time. We've moved around a bit. We, we were in a very small ecclesia in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Then we moved to Columbus, Ohio, where we are basically in isolation. We were almost three hours away from Paris Avenue. So we tried to start an ecclesia there, and then we got transferred here to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh Ecclesia is about 35 members. It's been here a long time, and it has grown very rapidly in the last, oh, five, six years. Families have moved in for work and school, and we've got a sort of a new mix of people and people eager to do work. That's great. And I know your ecclesia has been involved in quite a few different outreach projects. Do you want to start off by telling me a bit about the Adopt a Highway program that you've been involved in? About nine years ago, the and I wasn't even a member at that time, the ecclesia was discussing how we could have more of a presence in our community. And someone had done an Adopt a Highway cleanup through work. And another, one of the brothers took on the job of finding out about it. What it is a county program, the Allegheny County, and they have a lot of roads going throughout the, the county. And they um, have this program where you can sign up to your group to, to clean up the highway. Now, they require you to do it four times a year, mm-hmm. and they provide all of the garbage bags, the vests and gloves. And after the cleanup, we put all of our bags underneath a big sign in town and they come and pick them up the next day. So it's very easy to do. And for that, we get this nice sign at the beginning and the end of our route, which says this highway is being cleaned up by the Christadelphians. And for some reason that has, people have noticed that, I guess, when I stopped in traffic. Um, It's about a two mile stretch that has given rise to people asking us questions when we have our other outreach programs. And we were not able to do these two things for the last year because of COVID, but our town has a street fair with maybe, oh, 500 uh, tables um, and they closed down the road and we put up a booth 
uh-huh. there. And we have a literature table. We also have a theme. The first time we did it was a water theme, water of life. And we had a fishing game for kids and flyers. And while people were letting their kids play the fish, we were able to talk to the parents. So it was yeah. the captive audience. And they had to take our flyer because we were doing a nice thing for them uh-huh. <laughs> and handing out bottles of water. And very many people said, oh, Christadelphian, that's who you are. And it just gave a great introduction for us to be able to talk about a little bit about the name and, and what we believe and where our hall is just up the, the road. And a similar thing we've done with a smaller effort is in the next town over, a farmer's market every Thursday in town. We only did it once a month, but the market is there every Thursday and we set up a similar table. And it's really less than a mile from our hall. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to have people, tell people, direct them to the hall. We hand out a little craft for kids and then we can talk about our Sunday school. So it's it's just our effort to get our name out into the community. Yeah, so... That sounds to me as though your outreach just doing something without an agenda for the community, keeping keeping an area clean, mm-hmm. has automatically generated conversations about who are the Christadelphians. Yes. Which yeah. Then when you do, people your will preaching, stop. Yeah, people will stop and say thank you, and then we have a card that we we hand out and just to take advantage of all of the contact points. Okay. Yeah. But just the fact that the name is then known makes it easier then for when you do your preaching effort. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So the other preaching effort that we've done is right on the the wall outside one of our doors, the door to the basement. It's maybe five or six feet from the sidewalk. And we put one of those real estate boxes that has a cover on it. And we put pamphlets there Mm -hmm. and it says, take one. And over the course of maybe five years, we've had... I keep not an exact count, but about 60 pamphlets have been taken. And yeah. what I like about that is that I didn't hand it to anybody. They voluntarily came and, and took it. So it was mm-hmm. more of an interest. Yeah. Through the litter picking program as well, once people can see that you're interested in the community and doing something for the community, perhaps they'll be more interested in um, what the church there has to say. So it sounds like a a win-win. And it's been good for our our Ecclesia as well. It's a a group effort, all ages, although the county doesn't want anybody under 12, but we have a very safe section that even younger children will go with an adult and split up and uh, do. So we come back and have pizza and it's just a really nice uh, togetherness. That's one thing I love about outreach is that everyone can be involved no matter how old or how young mm-hmm. I was talking in a different podcast to Heather Logan Kelly over on the Oregon coast and there are only four members in her ecclesia and yet they've oh, wow. been able mm-hmm. to join in some of the national projects that we put on like the bags of love mm-hmm. because all they needed to do was order the sleeping bag make contact they were already in contact with the Devereux Centre and had quite a lot to do with them mm-hmm. and take the sleeping bags along to those who need them so yeah I like the fact that you might be isolated in a family or a small group and yet we Mm. can still do these things and serve together Mm. with the high adopt a highway program I think that's I've seen that pretty much we have that here as well so it seems a lot of places do it 
throughout the states yeah yeah i guess if somebody was interested in doing that they could just google adopt a highway and see what those words would get you to whatever they call it i would think in your area and you talked a little bit about the young people joining in as well so how do you think everyone's been impacted through doing something for the community well i think that doing the adopt a highway is is really easy for people to ease into outreach you don't need a lot of scriptural knowledge to do it and yet you're doing something well and you only need a little bit of, of how to talk to other people and we've always got the young people hooked up with older groups so that we're mm-hmm. modeling the behavior another thing when recently when we before we did our our fairs we had bible class of uh, three nights and three weeks in a row of how to write an elevator speech and right. was one of them and then how to what of our our core principles and and what bible passages you would need to know to to do that so it was like a tutorial on on talking to people because i think a lot of people are very uncomfortable i said oh what if they ask me what i believe and i can't t- tell them about it yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah so yeah. We, we tried to increase the comfort level of uh-huh. everyone in the ecclesia uh, we did some role playing and so that was yeah that was very helpful That's useful because often when you're doing things in the community, people will ask you. I know that in Ecclesia back in the UK, Hereford, they just had a collection point in their hall for um, sending clothing and necessities to refugees over in France and Calais. So members of the community would come into the meeting room to donate and then... The next sort of question was, oh, Christadelphians, who are you? Now, Mm -hmm. that wasn't why the Ecclesia was doing this. It was genuinely an effort to help refugees. But I feel that when we start helping, it just generates a natural conversation rather than a forced conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little side effect. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I know in Pittsburgh, you also got involved in the Bags of Love project last winter. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about why you got involved and what happened? The reason we got involved is because you started the program. We had never thought of anything like that. And it was like, this is a no brainer. It's so easy. And so we we that wasn't on our radar screen at all. But uh-huh. we said, we have to do this and we'll, yeah. we'll figure out where they're going after, after all. And so we did a, a bit of research to be able to find someone that would, that would help. And we found this woman called um, Suzanne. She does, she does a thing called Saturday suppers and she brings hot meal to um, the homeless that in Pittsburgh. And they, a lot of them shelter under the bridges and, and, and um, overpasses and so we hooked up with her and she took the sleeping bags and they were gone in a day (laughs) so I'm sure yeah Yeah. and did you go out with her as well not yet we have we are going to arrange to do that yeah it's the some of the one of the CYC leaders wants to take some of the kids out so that they will actually these are kids of we're all kids of privilege (laughs) so that they can see how others live but we got some wonderful pictures of people holding their sleeping bag and just smiling yeah Yeah, I saw that that was really heartwarming god willing this coming winter we're going to be doing the same thing so if you're still planning to go out with Suzanne we can hopefully send some more sleeping bags along with you 
we, we put a pamphlet in the bag and we put a card on it. And then we, we did those, the accessory bags. What are you calling the those? Care packs. Care packs. You did that as uh, well. Uh-huh. Yes, we did that as well. And we had one of our members is a watercolorist and she did a special watercolor for it and a Bible verse on it. So getting people involved with their individual talents that you might not think would be something that would be good for outreach, but yeah, that's lovely. Did you give the care packs to Suzanne as well, or was that? Um, yes, we did. Yes. So yeah. right, and what sort of yeah. stuff did she ask you to put in those care packs? Toothpaste, toothbrush. We we put a snack. Uh, everyone, every family did ten. Right. So we ended up having about sixty of these bags, Excellent. and. So if they were different, everyone's was different, but some people put a comb in, uh, um, sewing kit, you know, just yeah, yeah, what you could find, yeah. Something that would be useful. And what do you think was the impact on your ecclesia through doing that outreach work with the sleeping bags and care packs? Well, it gave them the uh, people attention to be out, out of themselves. Last summer, I, I did a, a review of a book called Autopsy of a Deceased Church for Tidings Magazine. And one of the things that this author warned about is that your church can become like a fortress against the world. And because we want to keep the world away from our children or from ourselves, but then we give a very unfriendly aspect. And that's one of the things that actually causes churches to die. So I think that this outreach that we're, we're doing is getting people's people thinking more about that they can be out in the world, but not of it, and help people. And so I think it yeah. it helps with that dynamic of being the fortress. Yeah. And the I, other thing I, is your church is going to die is puts all its money into comfy pews and AC and all that. And so if we could direct some of our money to others that are less fortunate. And I think it has its biggest effect on the children. I'll tell you about my granddaughter, who is three, saw an ad on TV, which was showing homeless people and the, the age kept going on and down. So there was a little baby sitting there on a, on a sleeping bag. And she said to her mother, Mom, they have one of our sleeping bags. We help them. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, isn't that delightful? But we would have never known that she was even observing this. Yeah. So we really are encouraging each other to develop a compassionate faith. I I like what you said about we can have our ecclesias as a kind of fortress to keep people out in a way if we become too insular and exclusive. But one of the thoughts I've had over the recent years is that reaching out actually enables a healthy separation to God Uh, by paradox. For example, James says pure religion and undefiled Mm -hmm. is to visit the widows and the fatherless and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Some versions don't have the word and in there. So it kind of reads pure religion and undefiled is to help the widows, the fatherless, in order to keep oneself unspotted like from that. the world. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. know whether that's a, you know, it's all Greek to me. I don't know whether that's <laughs> me playing around with the words or, or just going with translations that I like. But yeah, I think the end result 
is actually it, it does that it, it's separation in a positive way like jesus was out and amongst right. people who might not know god yeah. and might not yeah. be interested but to help them whoever they are so final question I don't know if you've um, exhausted everything you got to say, but why do you think that outreach is an important part of following the Lord Jesus Christ? He asked us to do it. He modeled it. And then he told us what would happen if we didn't in uh, Matthew 25. Yeah. I think it's a no brainer, really. You just, you know, if you Absolutely. Understand. To treat everyone as though they were the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> whether yeah. they're familiar to us or, or not, whether right. they're members of our church or not. That's what I get from Matthew 25. It says do good to the household first, but all. You know, to all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you want to know. I do think, here's something that I think about, that you have to be proactive about your outreach so that, when a situation arises, your automatic thought is, what can I do to help? How can I, you know, make this happen? And I think that's something that you have to consciously start to do and then, and then make it a habit. Because if you don't, then, you know, a lot of things go by and you go, I could have helped, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I, I think we've got to be intentional. I mean, just mm-hmm. going out of the house and to do grocery shopping, where I live, I'm pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to see someone affected by homelessness on the street. So if I'm being intentional and I see someone near the supermarket, I can say, is there anything that you need? Mm-hmm. But I know of people who perhaps have a McDonald's food voucher in their purse and people who carry care packs in their cars yeah, I haven't got around to the care packs in my car, but I, I'm feeling I must do that because I dropped my son off an outdoor class he was doing yesterday. And as I was driving back, the sat-nav took me on a route that I don't normally go. And I thought, well, I can ignore the sat route, sat-nav and go the route I know, or I can try something different. So mm. I tried something different and it took me past a lady with a child probably about two or three years old Mm. and she was holding a sign up saying please help family in need and I happened to have a Safeway voucher with me not for that purpose it just happened to be in the car so I was able to talk well have a kind of conversation with her she was Romanian so we were using Google (laughs) Translate oh wow yeah I always think there's not much in the grand scheme of things but I think if we can just do a little and listen to someone and make them feel valued then it all all helps and I thought again I must get some care packs or something (laughs) and put them in my car I have some upstairs that are half made and you're reminding me to go do it yeah Uh uh-huh when the opportunity comes up and I'm not ready I'm then kicking myself do you suppose that it was a coincidence that you went that way (laughs) that it was no I I don't at the end of the day who knows but I always prefer to see these things as God guiding us in our lives to places where we can help and it's a test and if you passed it so you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well 
It's been nice talking to yeah, you, Melinda. Yeah. Thank you so much.